Artificial intelligence or AI is present everywhere today, shaping the way the world works. Of late, the acknowledgement of AI's role in dealing with climate change has been growing globally. In India too, the efforts in this area are picking up pace. Hi, I'm Garima and you are listening to our podcast, Quotes and Notes, Soundbites on Science, Technology and Policy. In this edition, Rajesh Shinoy, Sector Head, AI and Digital Platforms, along with Anjali Taneja and Karen Alfonso, C-STEP researchers and authors of our new study on AI for Climate Action, will discuss how they conducted the study and what they found. Hi everyone, I'm Rajesh and I have with me Anjali and Karen. Hello everyone. Hi everyone. We are here to talk about our recent study that examined AI's applicability in India's climate change mitigation and adaptation efforts. Let us begin with the question, why AI for climate action? The need for climate action is urgent. AI has emerged as a useful tool for climate researchers, policymakers, and other stakeholders. So how does AI help? AI can assist in understanding and drawing insights from raw data. It can be used for scientific modeling to better comprehend climate science. Next, AI can help reason out optimal solutions in the climate change mitigation and adaptation space. It can be used to reduce energy consumption and improve transportation efficiency. It can also optimize complex systems, for example, balancing the power grid, supply and demand. AI can be used to predict extreme weather events and its impact on agricultural yield. AI can also automate activities such as tracing glacier retreat and green cover monitoring. Having said this, I would like to emphasize that AI is no silver bullet but it sure is a powerful tool to tackle climate change. In our study, we chose specific sectors within India to examine the use and application of AI for climate action from a mitigation and adaptation standpoint. We picked transport for mitigation and water for adaptation. I'll now invite our authors, Anjali and Karen, to briefly talk about why we picked these sectors. Thanks, Rajesh. So if we look at the transport and the water sectors, they both are crucial to India's growth and development and are directly or indirectly linked to climate change. Look for instance the transport sector, particularly road transport, which accounts for nearly 5.4% of India's GDP. It is the third highest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions in India. The official statistics is quite startling. According to the Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change, Road transport itself accounts for approximately 90% of the total CO2 emissions from the transport sector, largely in the form of fuel burning of vehicles. Now coming to the water sector. India is one among the water-stressed economies globally, accounting for only 4% of the world's water resources. Isn't it shocking? A recent Niti Aayog report states that the major cities in India are expected to run out of groundwater by the year 2030, leaving almost 40% of India's population without access to clean drinking water. Therefore, we feel from the climate change standpoint, AI for transport and water management are two critical areas that could accelerate mitigation and adaptation in India. Karen, moving on to you, 
Would you like to share what our study has focused on, especially in terms of the major challenges these sectors are experiencing? Sure, Anjali. So our study basically investigates the potential of AI to address climate change issues in Indian transport and water sector and enable climate action there. The Indian transport sector is under acute stress due to poor infrastructure, growing population, urbanization, increased vehicular traffic, etc. So these factors make it extremely difficult for the sector to reduce emissions. So in our study, we primarily focus on those use cases which would bring about a sustained mitigation in the road transport sector. When it comes to water, we chose water from an adaptational angle. So water management is extremely crucial for food security and to protect livelihoods. The impact of the change in water sector due to climate change is already visible in terms of the Himalayan glaciers retreating at an alarming rate, the sea levels rising, rainfall patterns being disrupted, drought and floods becoming more severe. So this calls for a strong adaptation in strategies and AI can help to accelerate this. Thanks Anjali and Karen for setting the context to the study. So you've identified use cases in these sectors. What was the methodology and framework that you adopted? Anjali, could you explain this? Sure Rajesh. So if, if I talk about the approach and methodology, the approach and methodology that we followed for the study was quite holistic. We initiated a preliminary research and assessment taking stock of the existing climate change situation in India and examining the interlinkages of AI with climate change. Next, we ascertained the use cases of AI relevant in the Indian context under the two sectors through different rounds of consultations, expert recommendations and relevant case study references. Eventually, the findings paved the way for the development of a comprehensive roadmap that we have enlisted in the study. Moving on to the assessment framework. Now the assessment framework comprises of three levels. Level one includes the fundamental AI solutions such as the core AI, reusable platforms of AI and base climate change data. This level one examines the use cases in terms of the solutions they offer. Moving on to level two, level two is the thematic core and which is quite crucial in our study. It assesses the use cases against some of very interesting parameters such as risk and vulnerability, data enrichment and augmentation, process or systems optimization and sensing, monitoring and risk detection. Level three, which is the final and the third level, assesses the expected outcomes of the use cases in terms of policy enablement, end user impact and awareness building. So let me quickly give you a brief example. The use cases that fall under the parameter of sensing, monitoring and risk detection are expected to be useful for policy enrichment on AI for climate change as well as for the end users such as the policymakers, the consumers, the relevant stakeholders. So that is how we have actually used the assessment framework. We actually also went a step ahead and assessed the impact the AI use cases can have on climate change in the immediate, mid or long run period. 
These were assessed according to parameters such as usefulness for climate action, R&D in this field, data availability, and technological readiness. Depending upon how these use cases fared against these parameters, each of them were then categorized under high, moderate, or uncertain impact levels. So what did we find? Karen, if you could throw some light here. Yes, Rajesh. So we've identified nine use cases for transport, of which six were found to be high impact opportunities. So for an example, the intelligent traffic signal system is one such high impact use case that could produce immediate results. And this could be done by ensuring smooth traffic flow, therefore cutting down vehicular emissions. India has made some progress in this area. In Bangalore, for instance, Siemens Mobility has already built a prototype that alters traffic lights based on real-time road congestion. Another high-impact use case of AI is in planning the EV charging infrastructure, a crucial factor for large-scale EV uptake. So in the year 2019, the Bangalore Electricity Supply Company Limited installed 136 public charging stations in the city. But the utilization rate here was just 1%. So AI can be utilized to plan the location of your EV charging stations by balancing the demand and the supply. For example, uh, in California, an AI-based planning tool was developed. So basically, this tool gave locations of the charging points and also the amount of energy that would be required based on the demand in that particular area. The impact of this use case in India will be observed over a mid or a long term since the EV adoption at the moment is quite low in India. So similarly, for water management, we identified and classified nine use cases, of which seven were found to be high opportunity. One such use case that we have found to have immediate impact is the flood prediction and warning. The research on assessing AI deployment in flood forecast and predictions is being carried out in various academic institutes in India. Neural network models have been developed to improve flood predictions at a longer time horizon in reverse Brahmaputra and Ganga. So when deployed, this is going to have a high positive impact. Yes, that's interesting. The use cases present opportunities that can be pursued by different stakeholder groups such as researchers, academicians, private sector, civil society organizations and policymakers. Apart from this, I think the report puts forth a roadmap to guide the way forward for integrating AI into India's climate mitigation and adaptation pathways. The roadmap has a climate action matrix to help prioritize the use cases, as well as a set of policy recommendations. Karen, can you briefly explain the climate action matrix? Sure, Rajesh. So the climate action matrix positions each use case, both in transport and in the water sector, on the basis of the potential opportunity and the expected ease of implementation in income. So basically, it points out climate action opportunities that could be leveraged in the country in the near or long term. As such, it helps the stakeholders to prioritize areas of climate action. And it also guides for further course of climate action. 
Well, pilot projects on AI for climate action are fairly common throughout the country today. But to scale up the successful pilots for countrywide impact, many factors have to be considered. Regardless of the scope of the project, there are some things that are key enablers for the success of AI projects. With this in mind, the report also identifies policy recommendations to plug gaps and enable impact from embedding AI into India's climate action plans. Right, Anjali? Can you spell out some of the key policy recommendations? Yes, Rajesh. So as we are aware that India is witnessing a phase where the use of AI for climate action has begun to pick up serious momentum. This is quite encouraging, isn't it? We feel the success of this will eventually be dependent on a robust data infrastructure and active community participation. Here where our report can actually be a very useful reference for the stakeholders. Our report suggests that climate change strategies should be aligned with responsible AI-enabled solutions and vice versa. Second, the availability and accessibility of comprehensive data must be ensured for deploying the AI use cases for climate action. We also feel stressing on the fact of physical infrastructure development it is important that we should have in place, for instance, EV charging stations. They are the need of the hour and they should be in place in India. Since infrastructure serves as the foundation for sustainable and effective deployment of AI use cases. Let's talk about research and development in this field. Today in India, literacy, skills development, capacity building, awareness building, on AI for climate change should be taken up on a priority basis for widespread community participation. And finally, in our report, we have also stressed on the fact that joint engagement of relevant stakeholders and strategic collaborations need to be seen as a smart way for delivering AI for climate solutions. Thanks, Anjali and Karen, for these details. We hope that this report is a useful guide for understanding and applying AI for climate action. Like any technology, AI too is evolving with new approaches being developed and improvements being made to existing methods. As we look ahead, managing and optimizing large ecosystems such as smart cities will be the next big challenge and will require connected intelligence and a different level of AI thinking. So, the future of AI is both challenging and exciting. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do reach out to us if you have any questions or thoughts about this study. We will be back soon with another edition of C-Step Podcast. Thank you for listening.